Okay, I think we're recording and we're on. Here we go. Hello everybody and welcome to the third episode of this new podcast, More and More Sport. I'm Lewis Howland. It's great to have you all back listening. Um, now there's been a bit of a change in the schedule again. Unfortunately, I couldn't get hold of guests or my guests that I had planned for this week. But however, it's okay. It's just going to be me talking for a little bit and we've changed the topic to tennis. So I hope you all like tennis. And if not, we'll give you a little insight into tennis. But We'll get into that in a few minutes time. Um, thank you to everyone that wished me a happy birthday for Monday. I had a great birthday weekend last weekend. I played golf. I watched the football. Um, I had a kickabout as well, actually. Went down to my friends, played a bit of poker um, and just had a lovely birthday with my friends and family, really. So thank you to everyone that sent gifts or cards or just messages. It was lovely. Thank you. Um, also, I'm overwhelmed by the amount of listeners we have been managed to get so far in this podcast. Um, last week, it was shown that I had 45 listeners, five from the first, five more from the first episode when I got 40 listeners. So thank you very much. Um, most of you are from the UK, but I thank you all. Anyway, enough blah, blah. Blah blah blatter or whatever that is. Um, it's time to get into the today's episode, and it's all about tennis. Now, are you a tennis fan? That's the question. I am. Well, I actually enjoy all sport. Now, you may be thinking, why are we talking about tennis? Well, the name of the podcast is More and More Sport, so we try and talk about every sport possible. But however, before we get into tennis, um, there's been there was some great football on, great rugby on, great sports on last week, um, and I just wanted to give you that well what's the word I'm looking for I just wanted to say that basically um due to the name of this podcast but however today's topic is tennis and currently the first grand slam of the year is going ahead it started on the 17th of January finishes in two weeks time and it's the Australian Open now of course there's no Novak Djokovic or Novak's Djokovic as we're calling him um <laughs> or no mask Djokovic or whatever <laughs> these memes just get worse um but whatever you want to call him Obviously, his visa got he his visa got declined once. Um, then he won his court appeal, and then he started practicing and was getting ready for day one of the Australian Open to defend his Grand Slam title this year. And his visa was declined again, and he got kicked out of Australia and lost the appeal. And he's now been deported from Australia due to the Australian government. Um, but it's a bit of a weird one, really. But apart from that, some big names are also gone. There's no Roger Federer. He's out to injury. Um, Andy Murray is in. However, he's been knocked out. He was knocked out last night in the second round, unfortunately. But he did do a great first round match. And we'll talk more about that later on. Um, but I think I'm just going to crack straight into it. OK, so the men and the women's game. Well, so far since Monday, I've seen a few matches. I've not been staying up all night. But most of the matches I have watched so far have been fantastic tennis and it just shows it just goes to show that there's going to be a great year of Grand Slam tennis and many tournaments going on between all these professional players. Um, so there's only one way to really start it, really. The favourites to win in the men's and the women's competition. Um, well, on Monday, I well, Monday morning, I did get up quite early because it was my birthday. Uh, I managed to catch a bit of Rafa Nadal's match. Um, easy done he looks confident he looks very very strong and very articulate and just a Rafa Nadal we all know he's probably the best in this generation I've grew up watching Nadal um for for 10 years now and he's been playing for god knows how many years he's been playing he's been a big name since like the early 2000s so it's been 20 
odd years now and he's still got it and I think he's probably that's why we know him as one of the best tennis players in the world um so I think in the first well we're now in the third round he's progressed to the third round he's looking really strong and probably at the depth and the peak of his career at the moment especially now that there's no Novak or Federer over there to spot the limelight how um I say he is the favorite to win in the men's competition for me um, in the women's competition, in the women's competition, um, not a lot of people have gone for her, but I would say the favourite to win for me, I've gone for Emma Raducanu. Um, she's obviously amazing. We've obviously seen the talent she brings to the tennis sport, the world. Um, she's such an inspiration to young girls as well who want to get into tennis, or to young people that want to get into tennis. Um, she's more like the Andy Murray of this generation, well, the next generation coming up. Um, but in the women's kind of way if that makes sense um now i i'm i'm not just saying her because i'm being biased and i uh, i love watching her i love watching her play but so far the the times that i've seen her i've only seen one of her games but she looks at the top of her a form since winning that um us open back in august we all seen what she can do many thousands of people watched that not even some tennis fans didn't even watch that um well people who are you know watching a sport 24 7 um but i say she's the favorite to win for me um also the things we do have to look out for is without the likes of like i said before federer and Djokovic, um it does give rafa nadal more limelight it gives him more of the spotlight people are going to be watching him consistently uh, now it's a bit annoying really because most of his matches will probably be on in the early hours of our time in the morning probably around 2 3 4 a.m in the uk um, but if you want to get up early and watch him, I suggest you do because he's fantastic when he plays out there on court. He gives you a show and it does actually wake you up, believe me. Um, but it also, I think it opens the competition as wide as possible. It gives the younger players in the men's competition more of a chance. We look at the likes of Pass, we look at Curios, who could be a Grand Slam winner if he got to there. Monfils, we've seen these people, we've seen how they can play tennis and it's fantastic. And that's one of the things that I really want to say, really, is when you're playing tennis, it's such a strict sport. And also with all the bubbles and especially in COVID times, having to go over to Australia, making sure you've got the vaccine, you're double jabbed, etc. Making sure you feel fit and right to playing around sounds like this. You have a lot of pressure. You have to have the right mindset. And seeing these players so far on the Dow, Tsitsipas, Curios, Monfils, um, we look at they look fantastic. And. Those are the ones that I say would be a challenger for Nadal, especially Pass and Monfils, I think. Pass definitely. Curios and Monfils, I've maybe just gone with them because I like watching them. I don't think they could particularly win there and challenge the likes of Rafa Nadal. But if they did, I think it'd be fantastic. Um, we look at Andy Murray. He unfortunately was knocked out in the second round last night. Uh, well, the early hours of the morning. Um, which is unfortunate, but he did play a great first round match. His first round match on Tuesday on Tuesday morning, went into a five-set match. He won the first set, he lost the second set, he then won the third, the third set, lost the fourth set, and then came back and won the match in the fifth set. It was quite a tight game, but he looked on the top of his form again. It looked like an Andy Murray that we hadn't seen in a long time, and it felt as if he was back, of course. That court that he was playing on on Tuesday morning was the same court where two years ago we all thought was going to be his last Grand Slam tennis match and that he would have to retire, but he made the comeback. Yes, he's not at the top of the world. Yes, he's not at the top of his streak, but he looks great. He looks in a great form. Just unfortunate that last night he was knocked out in the second round to an exceptional tennis player who was seeded below the 100 mark. And he did say afterwards in his post-match conference, he's never been knocked out of a tennis match from someone who hasn't been seeded 
above 100, so, uh, 100 in the world. So maybe that's a bit of a disappointment to him. Um, he did look quite upset about that. But going forward into more tournaments, you obviously have the French Open, Wimbledon, which will be his strong point probably. He plays on grass very well. We've seen what he's done before. He's won it twice. Um, going forward, maybe we could see the old Andy Murray back for the last, maybe his last few years in tennis. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting too ahead of myself because I've followed Andy Murray since I was five years of age. I've seen him play tennis live. Maybe that's me getting too ahead of myself within the inner tennis fan that I am and the Andy Murray fan that I love watching. Um, but I think he will be fantastic going forward later on in this year. It's just a shame he got knocked out, really. Um, there is some proper strong British competition as well. You look at there's proper strong British competition in the women's side. Of course, Heather Watson, we know her name. She's not been doing so well. Um, in fact, I didn't really check her whether she's through or not. I don't think she is. Um, but for the men's game, Dan Evans, we've known we've known Dan Evans for a while now. We know what he can do. We know he can challenge the likes of Andy Murray. Um, but the, Dan Evans is one to watch. He is playing a guy called Alamasi. I think I pronounce that right in the third round tomorrow morning 6 a.m our time however you might want to get up maybe an hour beforehand just in case the match starts an hour before because sometimes that can happen um i'll take a look for you guys and i'll let you know um but you never know with tennis it can start any time there's not really a scheduled time because if you're second or third to play you could you could be scheduled to play not before 6 a.m it says not before 6 a.m but you might end up playing before 6 a.m our time so just look out for that um, and again, the likes of Sitsipas. Sitsipas, he is a great tennis player. He's, I think he's German, but I don't know, actually. I don't know his nationality, but I love watching him. He's one of the youngsters. He he is in the top, he's definitely in the top 20 of the world. I don't know if he's in the top 10 of the world, but he he's a fantastic tennis player. And I definitely think one day he'll be in the top five ranked. If not, if he's not already, I haven't looked at the rankings in a while now but i think he can i think he can get up there and i think he can look at ways different techniques to play and we've seen him play so far he is he is through um and he looks fantastic there's just so much competition i think it opens it up because the likes of novak and federer aren't in this competition this year they're not especially because djokovic with the all visa thing everything was up in the air with that we didn't know if he was playing or wasn't playing and we didn't find out until the evening before the the tournament actually started that he wouldn't be allowed to play in this um maybe that's given the likes of the younger players more limelight but we look at Sitsipas and I think he could be a challenger I think out of the ones that I put down to challenge my favorite to win which is Nadal out of Sitsipas, Curios, Monfils, probably Dan Evans I think Sitsipas would be at the top to challenge Rafa Nadal and I see Sitsipas going a long way in this tournament but there are other tennis players not to rule out I've missed a few um because I've not done so much research as I could have done, but I should have done. But yeah, um, he is fantastic. Curios, well, he played Leon Brody in the first round. Um, he was on after Andy Murray, actually, and he's another British tennis player. Curios, obviously, it's his home Grand Slam, Australian. He'll be wanting to do well. But we've seen before, Curios tends to lose his temper, which, yes, is entertaining. But also it gives us sort of that bad mindset and bad influence. It gives him a bad influence, but... When you look at him, he, he doesn't give a fuck what you think about him. Let's be fair, he does not give an actual shit what you think about him. Um, and I think that's what I love about him. He reminds me of a John McEnroe. I've seen videos of John McEnroe. Um, he does remind me of a John McEnroe this modern day and age, and I've been saying that for years. 
Um, but Curios, I think he just needs to man up a bit and get used to everything around him. I think he needs to realise he's playing on a tennis court and not on a football match or a basketball or on a basketball match. Obviously, this is his profession, but I think he just needs to get used to it and he's not there yet. However, if he was to temper his mood down a bit and get used to things, I think he could go really far in more competitions to come. Like I said, we've got the French Open coming up. You've got Wimbledon. You have all the mini tournaments beforehand before Wimbledon on the grass. He plays really well on grass and I like watching him in, in our summer when Wimbledon comes around. It's probably my fate. He's one of my favourites to watch every single tournament. Um, I do really like Curios. I love watching him. I'm, uh, I've wa I watched some of his matches and I did watch him against Liam Brody. And it was unfortunate for Brody because as a Britishman, I wanted Brody to win and I was cheering on Liam. Um... But Curios, he does know his stuff about tennis. He's a great player. And, oh, those underarm shots, you need to watch out for them. <laughs> but he really, he really does give it up there. And he really gives it him all. Um, I Do I see him going really far in the competition? I see him probably getting to the fourth round and then getting knocked out, if I'm being honest. Um, but if I'm if I'm wrong, I'm sorry if I offend any Australians here. Um, but that's where I see him going. Monfils, I think that's his name. He's French. Um, again, great tennis player, has it all. He does have the confidence. He does have the package to be able to go up there and challenge Rafa Nadal. Um, I don't think he will, like I said, out of the three I chose, probably Sitsipas more. Um, and that's maybe because I've watched him more than the likes of Curios and Monfils. Um, but when I was watching his game the other day, it was fantastic. First round game. Um, he looked strong. At times he looked a bit weak and he, I could see his weak spots. So whether his coaches have pointed that out to him, whether his team, his physio has pointed that out to him, you can definitely see his weak spots and you can see where he needs to grow in the game and how and how that might help him or how he might become a better tennis player. However, if he gets that sorted, I think, again, in the tournaments to come this year or later on next year, even, he can get up there. He can challenge the likes of Djokovic, Federer and Nadal. Um, the ones in the top, the top five seed in the world, the top five best players, tennis players, and he deserves that. He deserves to be in the top ten. Um, but like I said, you can see, you can at points in his game when playing tennis on the court, you can see his weak spots, and I think he just needs to fill them up and get the confidence a bit more because he looks confident at times, and then his confidence sort of downgrades, and it feels a bit like the world's spinning around him, or it gets a bit too much for him. So if he can just concentrate and get those weak spots sorted, then I think he'll be a great challenger. Um, I'll move on to the women's side of the game in a minute, but I need to talk about Dan Evans. Dan Evans is fantastic. I love Dan Evans. He's he's probably the next Andy Murray, let's be fair for Britain. He is British number one, I believe. You also have the likes of Leon Brody, um, like I've just said. Um, but Dan Evans, he just has that character about him, doesn't he? He did have a rough couple of years, but he came back from that. He He's shown us all that he's still a great tennis player, that he can do what he's always wanted to do and live for. Um, and he looks up to Andy Murray, he looks up to the likes of Andy Murray and previous tennis players like Tim Henman and people like that. Um, and so he should, because we have had some great tennis players in our time of being in Great Britain. We've had great tennis players. We've got Andy Murray. We've had Judy Murray, for example. We've had Sue Barker. 
no, sorry, I don't think Judy Murray was a tennis player. I just think she was a coach. Um, but we've had Sue Barker, we've had Tin Henman. We all know who they are, and we all know that what they do for the game, especially Henman. We've seen Henman at Wimbledon. He has a hill named after him, for goodness sake, Henman Hill. We've seen him, we've seen him across the world, going across coaching these, helping these players out. And I think Dan Evans is definitely, over the next 10 years, going to win a Grand Slam. I think he will. Possibly the next five years, I think he'll win a Grand Slam. I think, for me... I see Dan Evans better on hard courts than grass or clay. Um, but he, when I ever, whenever I watch him, and I'll be watching him at 6am tomorrow um, morning, whenever I watch him, he does always put on the show and he does always make it feel like tennis is a great sport and that he has pride and he's proud to be playing for his country, that's for sure. Um, don't forget to try and catch him tomorrow. Um, I suggest setting your alarm clocks for probably around quarter past five in the morning. Get up, turn the TV on. If you've missed the first 15 minutes, don't worry. You'll be able to check the scores. It'll all be on the Australian Open YouTube channel afterwards anyway, the highlights as well. But it's going to be a bloody good game, and I can see that coming. He's facing Alamacy. I think I've pronounced that right. At least I hope I have. Right, on to the women's game then. Uh, there's not much to talk about the women's game. Well, there is. Um, I've put my favourite to win as Emma Raducanu. Maybe that's me being a bit... Maybe you can say that's favouritism. I don't know. I just really like her. What, like watching her. She's obviously Sports Personality of the Year. And like I said, she's the Andy Murray of this next... Up. She's inspiring little kids. Not just girls, but little kids as well. Or maybe teenagers to get into the game and to watch the game more. What she did in America last summer was bloody fantastic and I hope she can do that again in Australia this time around. I'd love to see her win another Grand Slam. Um, she's my favourite. Um, she looked fantastic in the first round on Wednesday morning. She looked strong. She, uh, you could see, I don't think we could really see bits and bobs of her weak spots. Maybe we could in certain areas but she sort of picked it up really quick and had that fast pace about her and she was playing the game really really well and that's what I really love. Um, challenges for her, I'm going to say Osaka and Halop. Simona Halop, we know what she could do. She's won Wimbledon, she's won the Australian Open many times. But without the likes of Serena and Venus Williams, again, um, I think it gives the youngsters a, a chance. And I think Raducanu will be a threat to Osaka and Halop. And definitely the younger um, younger women tennis players, because Raducanu is only 19 and she has won a Grand Slam already, and not many of these younger tennis players or even British women's British tennis players have managed to do that. So she is an inspiration for us all. Even the part of the men's game, she's an inspiration. Come on, just look at look at the way she plays. She's strong. She has effort. She has pride, and she's proud to be playing for Britain. And every time she's on that tennis court, she puts on a show, and that's why I love watching her. I'm not sure when she next plays. However, keep a lookout for her, or just watch the highlights on YouTube afterwards because she is bloody fantastic, and she's definitely the one to watch. Osaka, I only really saw her first round match. I thought she looked a bit wobbly, wibbly and wobbly here and there, but she pulled it back. It was quite an entertaining match to watch, actually. Um, and the same for Simona Halop. She she knows what she's doing. She's won Grand Slams before. She'll be wanting to get to the top now that there's no Venus or Serena there. Um, she'll be wanting to show off what she can do. She'll be wanting to show her ability. Um, you could definitely also see her weak spots in her first round game. She picked it up in the second round. Um, but you could you could still see those weak spots. And I think that needs a bit more working on in the coaching area, in the practice time that she will have. And I think she'll go into the third round a lot more confident. I keep on saying weak spots, and that's maybe because of the COVID bubbles and stuff like that. But I said it about 
in the men's game as well. And I've said it a lot during this podcast episode. I just think it's about the COVID. I think it's just the stress of COVID getting to all the players as well. But she is definitely one to look out for. Um, I do definitely think Emma Raducanu will be in the final. And that is me putting... <laughs> I think I'm going to put my money on that. I'm go- In fact, I will put my money on that. I'm going to put Emma Raducanu in the final. And out of Osaka and Halep, I'm going to say Halep will get there and Halep would probably challenge her more. But Osaka can do it. I don't think I'm pronouncing her name right, but I think she definitely can do it. They just both need to work on their weak spots a bit. Right, and I think that's about me done. That's all I have written on my page anyway. I had two pages ripped out of my book, but I only wrote on one. Um, I'm sorry that you've had to listen to me blabber on again. I promise I will try and get a guest soon and I will get this podcast properly up and running. It's just an idea I had for the new year and it went a bit stark crazy. Um, So I'm trying to find a producer. Well, I think I'm going to get my best mate to do the producing and the editing. And so there'll be music at the start, music at the end. So there'll be bits and bobs of editing and it's not such a weak sound or just me sat in my room recording. And we're going to get some guests on as well so I can ask questions and it's not just me boring you shitless for 20 odd minutes um but it is all coming very soon you just have to bear with me because it is taking a lot of time as well as doing my GCSEs etc but thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of more and more sport I hope you all enjoy your lovely weekend uh don't forget there's loads of sport on there's football there's rugby there's tennis Try and watch Dan Evans tomorrow morning if you can. If you're an early riser, get the TV on. Eurosport 1 or 2, he's going to be fantastic. Fingers crossed for the rest of the tournament. Let's hope the Brits can do well. And let's see you. Let's see what we can do. I'll see you all soon. I've been Lewis Howland. This is More and More Sport. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Bye.